Hello, this is Cosette's Randy Earl with another question in the series of questions about Zen from my friend Chris. Um, the question is, if you were standing next to another inmate in prison and the prison guard put a gun to the head of the prisoner next to you, then asked you to publicly, in front of hundreds of witnesses gathered in front of you, state that you are no longer a Zen Buddhist or the guard will shoot your fellow prisoner if you do not state this, how would you answer? So uh, it's one of those, <laughs> you know, where you don't have full control over your fate type of situations. So do you deny uh, your, your faith, your religious tradition, or whatever you want to call it, in which case a fellow being is harmed, or do you uh, deny the truth, so to speak, and then, you know, help your fellow being? So in some ways, it's kind of a paradox, because in this case, clinging to the Zen label and causing harm would definitely not be the Zen thing to do. Um, on the other hand, letting go of the Zen label out of kindness would be exactly the Zen thing to do. So um, as Zen often points out, it's only a... a um, uh, the only conflict there, so to speak, is between the label and the reality. And in Zen we have an inherent mistrust of words and labels um, as in that we realize that they don't conf convey the full nature of reality anyway, and we have a an active practice of trying to get beyond words and labels. So we don't have such a great difficulty with that. And in fact, uh, as part of our practice, we are warned against getting uh, becoming too attached to the religiosity of, of our practice, um, to, to the rituals, to the accoutrement, to, um, to the label of I am a Zen Buddhist. Um, um, another aspect is that Zen is not faith-based. There's no adherence to a creed required. So in that way, in that sense, there's nothing to deny. Since there's nothing you have to, to claim belief in, there's, there's not a problem with denying Believe in some belief in something. So, from our perspective, it would only be a label that we're denying, not the reality. Um, and that may sound like, you know, to to people from other faith traditions, that may sound like sophistry, is just playing with words to get around it. But it, it in Zen, there's a really deep, true way in which it's absolutely true for a Zen person to to deny that label while fully adhering to the practice. Um, and one of the most important uh, sutras or religious passages, so to speak, in the Zen tradition, the Heart Sutra, um, we state that, um, that, you know, what the way is, what the path. But then we also, go, and the Heart Sutra goes on to say there is no path, no knowledge, no attainment. So, and one of the, the deepest held teachings in the Zen tradition, there is also the explicit denial of, of the path, meaning that once you've fully embraced it, you transcend the need for labels and trappings and, and, and so on. Um, and my gosh, that's something that takes a long time and a lot of practice to really feel, feel deeply, um, so I guess I'll move on from that point because it, it may be challenging for people from other traditions to realize 
or, or to accept that kind of a contradiction. Um, of course, in, in the Zen Buddhist tradition or the Buddhist tradition in general, there is a, a, a precept against lying. It's part of the Eightfold Path. One of those paths is uh, one aspect, one portion of the Eightfold Path is right speech. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, the the path statement is not do not lie. It's it is to practice right speech, and there are truth is only one aspect of it. So the aspects of right speech are, um, to kind of uh, paraphrase it quickly, you could say you should ask yourself these questions before you say something. Is it true? Obviously, truth is a, is a huge aspect. But also, is it kind? Is it useful? Is it timely? And the overall question is, does it create concord among the group? And a good example, I'll just use myself so that, you know, uh, I'm not disparaging anyone. I first thought of using the typical, you know, does this look fat, make me look fat type of joke comment, but I'm just not going to go there. Um, So I just got a haircut. So I was thinking about my haircut. So somebody could look at my, I got it cut very short and it's very thin on top. So it would be very true for someone to say, you know, when you cut your hair that short, it really shows how thin it is on top. That would be an absolutely true statement. You might not consider that to be a kind statement. And, you know, it it might not be a terribly useful statement. Um, in, in terms of the fact that, it, well, if I just got back from the barbershop, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but that brings up the timely aspect. If somebody really had that opinion of my haircut and really thought the best thing for me to be would be to wear it a little bit longer, they could do something like wait two weeks and say, one day, you know, not close to a time that I've made a decision or taken an act, say, you know, I think your hair looks better when when it's longer. Why don't you wait a little while before getting it cut next time? Well, that might be true. It's it's stated in a kind way in terms of um, they like the way it looks. It's useful and timely in that it's something you could do something about, and it's at the appropriate time that you could do something about it, meaning you could not go to get it cut again if you decided to act on that, that advice. So that's kind of a... a, a you know, simple but but very true example of the difference between right speech and just the distinction between truth and non-truth. So there's the the uh, the precept of of right speech there, but that's not necessarily the most important consideration. Zen ethics is always situational. You look at this situation, this moment. What's the most important thing to do? In which case, it it kind of falls back to the three pure precepts, the most important things uh, to remember. And the first is do no harm. The second is do good. And the third is do good for others. So at any particular moment, at any particular case, um, you need to figure out what to do. And as everybody in the real world knows, uh, the world doesn't always give you choices with uh, black and white rules. Even if there's not somebody holding a gun to your head or to your colleague's head, it's just not always easy to, to figure out what's the right thing to do um, to act out of kindness. And, you know, the little white lies, kind of the, uh, 
the um, the usual example of that. Um, but there is a, a kind of a, a nice story in Zen, as there so often is, to help me explain this. Um, and this is a story about a, a Zen master uh, called Hakuin. Hakuin uh, was a, a real person. I don't know if this story is truthful or not, but it puts the point across. Um, and here's the story. The Zen master Hakuin was praised by his neighbors as one living a pure life. A beautiful Japanese girl whose parents owned a food store lived near him. Suddenly, without any warning, her parents discovered that she was pregnant. This made her parents very angry. The girl would not confess who the man was, but after much harassment, at last named Hakuin as the father. In great anger, the parents went to the master. Is that so? was all he would say. When the child was born, the parents brought it to Hakuin, who now was viewed as a pariah by the whole village. They demanded that he take care of the child since it was his responsibility. Is that so? Hakuin said calmly as he accepted the child. A year later, the girl mother could stand it no longer. She told her parents the truth, that the real father of the child was a young man who worked in the fish market. The mother and father of the girl at once went to Hakuin to ask his forgiveness, to apologize at length, and to get the child back. Hakuin was willing. In yielding the child, all he said was, Is that so? So, if you look at that story, it's not quite the same situation, but it's very similar in that there was a major question of truth or a lie, and there was a major impact for good or ill on the lives of others, in this case, more than one other. So he did not lie uh, because he basically didn't say make any statement. He only asked a question. He, he could say he did not tell the truth, but when you look at the aspects of right speech uh, that we talked about earlier, telling the truth would have caused some, some problems. It might not have been useful at that moment. You know, by doing what he did, he did not call the girl a liar, which would have just made things even worse for her. He did not get the boy in trouble, who obviously, you know, apparently wasn't ready to take the responsibility since he didn't own up to it. Uh, and he made sure that the baby was cared for and loved. So, in this case, Hakuin absolutely met the, the three precepts of not doing any harm, of doing good, and trying to do good for others. Um by practicing, I would say he absolutely practiced right speech and that he didn't think it was appropriate at that time to try and bring the truth to light, so he just did what he could for others at the time. So I would say that example really points out what you would do. I, I would absolutely deny Zen in, in the situation posited in the question. Um, if it would help somebody else out, you know, I would let go of that label. And uh, I wouldn't feel that, you know, Zen doesn't have that kind of concept of uh, adherence to a creed. So I wouldn't feel like I had violated something or, or and, and, and given Zen's um, deep appreciation for transcending mere labels, uh, I wouldn't have a big problem with that. So... Um, that's my answer to the question. I hope that was 
useful and kind and timely and true. Um, thank you for your time and attention.